The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Over the weekend, there was a big piece in the New York Times with a man known as the godfather of AI, artificial intelligence, who had quit his job at Google so he could speak freely about what he saw as the risks of AI. He said some of the dangers of AI chatbots were quite scary, warning that they could become more intelligent than humans and then could be exploited by bad actors. So... Should we be worried or should we be embracing AI as a good thing? We've two guests with us. In a moment, we'll hear from Senator Malcolm Byrne of Fianna Fáil. But first, Dr. Ushin Cawley, lecturer and researcher in computing at the Southeast Technological University. Should we be worried that artificial intelligence is something that may not be good for humanity? Good evening, Matt. Hi, and thanks for having me on. Um, well... I think there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of hype around AI, and uh, you know, if you think about everything you hear in the news these days, it's like AI this and AI that, and I think anything that comes out, people are saying it's you know it's artificial intelligence, and I think we really need to sort of just step back a little bit and uh, just convince ourselves, you know, what is AI in particular. Well, will you explain uh, what artificial intelligence is and its applications? And and do it reasonably, (laughs) succinctly, please, without having to call in a chatbot to do it for us. Exactly. (laughs) I've chat GBT in front of me here. I could ask him. uh, um, And and if you if you think about it, if you go back, like, what's the difference between you know a calculator and and uh, you know chat GPT? Let's say Um, you remember your old Texas Instrument calculator you had back in the day. you know, was that an artificial intelligence? You know, and that's, that's a question. And some people might say, yes, it is. But for me, it's not. You know, it did stuff that I would never be able to do, right? You know, it could give me a square root of a huge number. I'm never, ever going to be able to do that. But was it intelligent? So the simple answer is no. And then we have to ask ourselves, well, what is it? What, what makes intelligence? Now, we could debate for a long time about what intelligence is, but let's, let's just move on, Right. The, the intelligence that we're talking about is human intelligence. And what makes us intelligent is our ability really to learn. So it's about us taking in data, taking in information, being able to process it, and then being able to learn and make decisions going forward with that new information. And that's what's starting you know, to, to happen with all these, these new models, these artificial intelligent models that are, that are popping up left, right and centre, you know. But isn't there a belief that they'll get the answers right in the way that humans often get the answers wrong, that drawing on the stores of information available and applying the uh, computer technology and the, the brain power, so to speak, of uh, the various chips, that they'll be able to come up not just with the answers quickly, but correctly? Well, it's, it's actually, it's a really fascinating t- time, you know, to, to see the advancements that are, that are happening. And, you know, if you're in, in, into this field, like you're bubbling with the excitement that what these models are doing. But you really have to sort of take a little step back and, and realize that these, you know, these models, these, these artificial you know, uh, um, neural networks that are being developed um, really, behind the scenes, they're like statistical models. And at the end of the day, they give you, uh, uh, you know, their best guess of an answer. So, for example, it's been well um, documented already. ChatGPT, 
So you couldn't trust a thing that comes out of that. Yes, so, but maybe in future you will be able to, that when it refines the algorithms right. and the information coming in. Now, the only difference that I see is that it'll probably give you the rational answer whereas an awful lot of human behaviour is quite irrational. In fact, many people behave, no matter what information you give them, in an irrational fashion. So how does that then compete with artificial intelligence giving you the rational approach? Right, and you'll have arguments then for and against that because, you know, humans inherently were going to make all sorts of decisions and that's part of us, part of us being human and part of our human intelligence, right? These, these artificial intelligence, and remember, they're artificial, we made them, yeah, you know, and they do sort of what we tell them to do, and, and they do whatever, you know, information we give them. So we decide how they learn and what they learn. Yeah, but hold on, at what stage, though, do they become self-replicating? At what stage does artificial intelligence start programming the other artificial intelligence rather than the people doing it? Yeah, yeah. If if you keep watching the science fiction movies, I've seen Terminator. That's that's, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what's going to happen. But but listen, it's it's no different to you know technologies that have uh, have come and been established over the years. If you think back to you know the internet, the internet was a was a you know that leveled the playing field. That was such a momentous um, occasion in technology, and. And we get so much benefit from it. But look at the downside of an internet. And we know about the downside. And we know about all the bad players and the guys who are, who are fishing and, and stealing stuff from us and, and all of that. But we manage it. So, you know, the, the AI is going to be in the same, same thing. It's not going to stop. It's going to keep going. It doesn't matter how many people complain about it. It's going forward. So what we have to do is embrace it and learn how to work with it, how to restrict a little bit of the development in the direction that they're going and learn to control it. Okay, I'm going to use Senator Malcolm Byrne of Fianna Fáil. So what are lawmakers going to do to adapt to what might be happening with artificial intelligence? So I, I think I get a lot of Oshin's points, um, but I think he might uh, underestimate both the potential opportunities and the challenges uh, that exist as a result of artificial intelligence. So, yes, we're using AI at the moment and we're using machine learning and data. Algorithms are predicting everything we do. So for when we switch on Netflix to get certain recommendations or look at YouTube or look at Spotify, based on previous experience, the algorithm works out what it is we're likely to do. Increasingly, companies are using uh, AI to build up profiles of us as individuals and also uh, chatbots even to talk with us. We're going to see the data economy and applications transform so many areas. So it won't be too far away. In fact, it's possible now that if you wanted to go for surgery, uh, a choice could be made whether you wanted to go to an AI-enabled robot surgeon uh, who could carry out a simple piece of surgery. Who may make less mistakes. But who would make fewer, who has a chance of making fewer mistakes than a human surgeon, no matter how much of an expert he or she is. They could have a bad day, something could go go wrong, that's there. So I think our challenge as legislators is going to be, and, and it's increasingly difficult for us to plan every possible eventuality, but we have to set out the ethical framework by which those decisions will be made. When we move into 
and I, I mean, what, what I think is particularly interesting is the convergence of new technologies. So when you bring together AI and machine learning, for instance, with the Internet of Things, so when we have automated cars that are going to be operating in the near future, they're going to be able to, you know, we won't have as many car crashes um, because one car will be able to pick up exactly what another car is doing. But how will it deal with a situation where, for instance, a child or a dog runs out uh, in front of that vehicle? Uh, what what do we program uh, into the vehicle to respond and, and tell the AI to do uh, in those circumstances? So they're going to be very difficult ethical because, sorry, choices. The choice will have to be made as to whether it swerves to crash into another car, causing injuries there potentially yes. to the people in that car, or saying lesser damages the child or the dog. Yeah, uh, um, but the difference is now is unlike at the moment where somebody, you know, has to make the decision in an instant, you can pre, you can look at pre-programming it uh, into uh, the AI. There are a lot of discussions that are going on. I mean, issues we're dealing with as legislators and you'll be aware around in the criminal justice area. Um, for instance, there's questions around, you know, to what extent Gardaí should be able to use camera and the data that's gathered, uh, you know, body cams and the data that's gathered from those. There's a big debate within court systems and some of the US use uh, big data to determine whether or not, you know, certain people should be allowed uh, to be released, how we catch criminals. Sorry, could you even have trials effectively be run by all of the information fed into a computer or into AI, which then looks at all the precedent, looks at all the laws, comes to a decision getting rid of the need for juries and for judges? It's... It, it is possible. In fact, we could uh, just as easily get rid of legislators or even journalists. If you but look sorry, at but what about all the jobs that could be lost? Yeah. I mean, there have been predictions that you could have 85 million jobs displaced by the evolution in AI by 2025. Those are potentially accurate, uh, you know, projections. If you look at, I mean, we, 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 we've been hearing about the Screenwriters Guild, for instance, that's on strike in Hollywood at the moment. One of the fears for a lot of those uh, those involved there are about how writing skills will be replaced. And we're seeing some of the challenges in education. Now, I don't want to paint an entirely dystopian picture because I think there still has to be you know, human input, because the creativity of us as humans, as well as the ethical framework under which AI is rolled out is, is important. But is this and going to be an issue for national government or is this going to have to be an EU-wide joint uh, effort? Well, I personally, I, you know, I think it's I think it's a global challenge for democracies. Uh, I think the most influential piece of legislation that the EU will enact uh, this decade will be the AI Act. I think the, the Artificial Intelligence Act, which will set out a, a framework across the European Union about how and when uh, AI can be used. Uh, I think it will be as influential as, say, the, the GDPR legislation that happened, and everyone knows about the impact of GDPR, but it will set out the grounds whereby AI can be used. So it will be whether or not it can be used in health and criminal justice situations, whether AI can be used if you're submitting a CV for a job, um, the circumstances under which the AI can be used, what guards have to be put in place. So how do we guard against algorithmic bias so there isn't discrimination on the basis of gender or race? Uh, and, uh, you know, some of this may sound scary or frightening. For, for those of us as legislators, one of our, our challenges is, is because emerging technologies are changing so quickly, it's very difficult for us to keep up uh, with some of the changes. And, and dare I even say it, a lot of legislators are not experts uh, or have sufficient knowledge in this space. Senator Malcolm Byrne and Dr. Oshin Cawley, thank you very much for being with us here on The Last Word at Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.